Hey there, goal setting and getting mama in midlife. I'm so glad you are here and that you're ready to craft and create some new goals right here in this community of mamas and mimis in midlife called to fulfill our God-given purpose in this beautiful world. Hi, I'm Monica Ludicky, the voice behind the Goal Crafter podcast, founder of Shared Goals Consulting, former six-figure executive in the wellness world, wife, mom, mimi, most importantly, a lover of Jesus. I built this space for you. I come to you eager to help you, serve you, lift you up on your goal setting and getting journey. Now, let's settle in and jump into this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Today's episode is the result of a listener who reached out to me on this topic and wondered if it's one that could be discussed on the podcast. It's a complex topic and one that far greater people than me have sought to understand and explain. Essentially, what I'm talking about here is free will and God's sovereignty. So this listener wants to understand if we really have free will or if God is basically running our lives under the illusion that we have free will. And if God is running our lives, then another age-old question is, if he's a loving God, then why does he allow pain and suffering and bad things to exist in the world? And finally, a tactical question, if God already knows and has predestined and predetermined and pre-planned what our life is going to look like, how do goals fit in? Should we still set them? So these are the questions or the topics that we are going to cover in today's show. And before jumping into this, let me say my conclusions are just that. You should do your own study of God's word and not rely on this podcast alone as being the ultimate expert opinion about God. Ask questions and pray for discernment and wisdom from the Holy Spirit if these questions resonate with you. So I want to pause here and offer this question and this conversation up to the Lord, and I submit it to Him for clarity with conviction that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what we need in order to understand the questions and the answers. Alrighty, so my very first blog post on my Shared Goals Consulting website touches briefly on this concept of free will. And here's an excerpt from it. I believe God gave us free will. In his infinite wisdom and generous love, he gave us the freedom to think, to choose, and to act. So that's what I had to say in my very first blog post. And then I went off on my topic of that blog post. And you can find it if you scroll all the way down to the very first one, you'll find it there. I think it's on uh, thoughts on reconciling God and goals. So in preparing for today's show, though, I realized I have held this belief since I was a very small, tiny child, and it is likely a belief that was instilled in me through attending church services and going to catechism. As far as I know, there is not an actual sentence in the Bible where God has said, I give you free will. But 
we know that Adam and Eve were instructed by God what not to do. They were not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. And when they made the unfortunate choice to disregard God's instruction and disobey him, well, it set in motion this, this continued battle that rages on even today between good and evil, sin and righteousness, obedience and disobedience. From this, I infer that because God allowed Adam and Eve to stray, he had in fact decided to allow us to have the freedom in life on earth to make our own choices. And he allows us to experience the consequences of these choices too. So that's one basis for my personal belief in free will. Another scripture that points to free will is found in Deuteronomy and in studying for this topic today, I I dusted off an old copy of my book by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And in it, she relies on this particular scripture in her scientific research of the brain and the mind and the body. Deuteronomy 30, 19 tells us, I have set before you life and death, blessing and a curse. Therefore, Choose life that both you and your descendants may live. This is Dr. Leaf's main scripture for believing that God himself blessed us with free will and thus choice. Let me read it again. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So what was happening there is in that specific book of the Bible, God was speaking through Moses to the Israelites. And the message in that particular scripture was to make good choices in order to live a blessed life. God had given his people the Ten Commandments, you remember that? And a whole bunch of other laws under which they were to operate to help them know and understand right versus wrong and also to keep him where he belonged in their hearts and in their minds at the top and um, to keep them from pursuing other idols and to remember that he and he alone was the reason for their uh, freedom from slavery in Egypt. When he had Moses say that to his people, I believe he, God, was imploring people to make good choices for their own good and for that of their children. So I think all of that was for put in place like structure to help them live good lives. And I believe that verse speaks very strongly to the concept of free will. So I agree with Dr. Leaf on that. We have the God-given power to choose, to freely choose our thoughts, our beliefs, and our actions. And we can do this in submission to God and obedience to his commands, or we can do this in defiance of God or even worse, in ignorance of him. So based on my understanding of these scriptures and also based on my faith, I believe free will exists. The next part of the question regards God's sovereignty and his ultimate control over our lives. I mean, how can he be in control if we have the freedom to choose our thoughts and actions? It's, um, It's like the chicken and the egg question to me. I don't fully understand this, but in my mind, it's kind of like this. If we think of God as our father, then he's the head of our household and his decisions are final. 
So let's just say as a child in the home, we can agree with some of his decisions. And let's say we agree with his decision that it's good for us to earn money for chores. And so we decide to do chores. It's our decision and it's in alignment with what our father wants for our best interests. So we get to decide which chores we do and our father is pleased to support the choice. We can also disagree with some of his decisions. We can rebel. So let's just say he wants us to go to church on Sunday and we don't want to go. So we sneak the keys off of the table and go to leave the house while he's not looking. Lo and behold, though, our father is smarter than we think. So when the car starts, it runs out of gas right in front of the church. And you find yourself there at the same time your dad walks up. He just smiles at you and comes and sits beside you. And what's true is you exercised your free will to rebel against what your dad wanted in, this, in, uh, in his wisdom, though. And according to his plan, you ended up right where he wanted you to be. Not to spite you, but because he loved you. And by the way, because you rebelled, he grounded you. So you ended up paying the price for rebelling. So that's my analogy to kind of understand God's preordained plan for our life and how choice fits into that. Does this make sense? And by the way, that story could have ended a bunch of different ways. Some better, some far worse. For example, what if a consequence of the decision of the kid to take the car was that he got into an accident? Just saying, I believe God wants the best for each of us, his kids. And while he allows us to make decisions and exercise free will, he knows that evil will befall us in some circumstances. Don't forget The enemy would love nothing better than for us to use our free will to support his evil plans as opposed to God's good ones. Which takes us to the next question, age old really, which is, why does God, who has the power to make all things good, allow bad, evil, harmful things in this world? Again, the short answer is, I don't know. Jesus said there would be things that we could never understand in this life, and our faith is what must be brought to bear in this situation. That is really not a comfort to us in our humanness, but it's what we've got. What I believe is that scripture promises that God works all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I say that all the time. I'm always saying God is on his throne. God's in control. God's working everything out for good. And that verse, by the way, is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Someone recently taught me, though, that the end of that scripture is really important. God does work all things for good, but it's for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So he's God, and he can work everything out for good. He can. But we also know that for reasons we absolutely cannot comprehend, God is allowing Satan and his minions to exist and to impact history. Even though he's allowing this, much like he did when um, the devil came onto the world of Job back in the day, he also has loaded the Bible with tools in the form of scriptural wisdom and prayers that we can deploy to protect ourselves and to protect our kids and their kids and future generations from the works of the devil. We have to do our part and take prayerful action, and we can be assured 
because we know Jesus has overcome the schemes of the devil, and we know, as believers, how the story eventually ends, right? So again, why does God allow evil, bad stuff in this world? It is a question that is beyond my limited understanding. Someday, we may better understand, but for now, I continue to pray for deliverance from evil without needing to know why it must exist. The final question for today pertains to goals and whether they matter at all, given that God has already worked out our lives and knows our story. (laughs) These questions don't get any easier, do they? Well, let me start with a few verses from the Bible. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite verses. I've got it on my wall in my house, and it goes like this. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And then let's stack on top of that Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And then let's add in Jeremiah 29, Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And then let's add a fourth, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. So breaking these down, God tells us he has a vision for our life and it is filled with hope. That sounds good. And it supports the idea that God already knows what's in store for us. Then we're repeatedly told, seek God and his righteousness first. Seek him first. How do we seek him? Well, we go to him in prayer. We study his word. That's how we seek him. And when we do, we will find him. And when we find him, we will also find what he wants for our lives. Not only that, he will add all the things, all the things to our lives, the things we have envisioned and written down. And if we have been faithful and obedient to seek him first, even at if, even if it takes a very long time, the purpose and the plans that God has for us will be fulfilled. So how do we apply this? Well, my understanding is that, yes, even though God knows how our story evolves, we are called to be faithful in setting goals that will bring about the plans he has for us. It's very personal between you and God, understanding what those plans are. And to the point of predestination or predetermination, well, let me use another analogy. These are super, super simple, but sometimes I think that making the complex simple is a really good thing. So bear with me. So let's go back to the father analogy. And as your father, let's say that growing up, his vision for your life would be that you got an education earned your own living, and married a godly spouse, and raised a really nice little family. Let's say he communicated that vision to you repeatedly anytime you ask him to do so, like a story. So you would go to him and say, Dad, will you tell me a story when I go to bed at night? And he would lay out the same story for you time and time again. 
Over time, his vision would become your vision. And as life would have it, you did apply to colleges. You did begin a career. You did select somebody who you fell in love with to marry. And eventually you began to have children. Here's the question. Did you have free will to make those decisions or did your daddy make them for you? Another question. Did your dad's vision harm you or did his plans for your future create a safe place for you to fulfill the dreams of your heart? In this analogy, would you have made different choices and set different goals if your father had not constantly shared his vision for you each time you ask? Possibly, possibly not. Last question. Would your life be different? If you did not set goals for the things that moved your life closer to the vision you have for it. For myself, I believe using free will to choose the goals we set for ourselves is a benevolent gift from God and I wholeheartedly endorse it. And I know that's not a shock to you, my listeners, because I'm on here talking about it every week. It's a blessing. And when we get to the end of our lives, we get an audience with the King of Kings and hopefully These questions can all be answered in a definitive way from the person, from the entity, from our great God who set all this up for us. But for now, we just do the best we can with the wisdom and discernment God gives us through prayer. So lots of questions today. Not sure if this covers them as thoroughly as you would like. But for more on this topic and a lot of extras on thinking and on choices in general, let me recommend you spend some time studying the Bible, but also go ahead and pick up a copy of Dr. Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf's book, and it's called Switch on Your Brain. Now, that book is available on Audible, but it's also available in print. And this is a book that if you're going to purchase it, I recommend you get it in print. That way you can highlight or underline some of the concepts and the scriptures that she shares as she makes her points. I know I've said it already, but the lady is brilliant and is one of the few scientists I know who, when she has a hypothesis, the hypothesis, let me say that again, the hypothesis originates in scripture. And so she has spent her life trying to understand the mind and the brain and the impact on our bodies, everything from depression to illness to success uh, through the lens of scripture, but also how that translates into the structures of the brain and the way that we uh, use our brains to facilitate our lives. So it's super interesting. Love to know what you all think of it. For now, I pray in Jesus' name that today's discussion has helped you understand some of these topics a bit better, and that in knowing that God, in spite of the struggles we see in this world, and I know this is a broken, fallen world, but it is also a beautiful world. And we thank God for that, and we, we know that He loves us, and He always wants the best for us, just as we would want the best for our kids and our grandkids. Love to hear your feedback or input on this topic. I will post a blog on this on the website eventually. So check out sharedgoalsconsulting.com forward slash blog to to find it there. It's not there yet. I've got to uh, do a little bit of perfecting on it, but I'll get that posted pretty soon. I just want to say I appreciate all of you. I appreciate that you tune in each week and you let me share 
my thoughts on God and goals and all things therein. I really appreciate you. You are my my reason for showing up here every week. So on that note, be blessed and go out and get your goals. Did you enjoy this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast? Or do you know a midlife mama who needs a boost on her goal setting and getting journey? Well, take a screenshot today and share this with her and with your community. And don't forget, I really appreciate it when you take time to give me a review. Want even more? You can find me at sharedgoalsconsulting.com where I frequently add free resources to serve my fellow goal setters and even post up a few of my favorite photos of my munchkins. That's it for today, mamas and mimis. Be blessed.